stuff, kid. All I gotta say is Portland can't say shit. Welcome to another episode of Sounder Scuttlebutt. I am your host, Aaron Lingley, and I'm here always with your president, Cameron Collins. How you doing, buddy? Hey, man, I'm doing good, but let's let's talk about how are you doing? Yeah. Um, if you follow me on Twitter, like we've given you our handles at the end of every episode, uh, I told you guys that uh, I have COVID, and it's going to be probably until after SKC until we can record again. Um, I'm doing good. Uh, yesterday and today, uh, feel com- pretty much completely normal. But the first four days, I, I was feeling weird on Monday, but other than that, I just felt fine. Just a little tired. And then Tuesday woke up like death. So I've been in my COVID cabin, AKA my house since, since Tuesday. And it's now Saturday, just after the game about what, four or five hours now. Yeah. About six hours after the game. So uh, thank you for asking. Um, I do have cabin fever for sure. Uh, <laughs> I've mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Seeing all the fun, at least the weather's been freaking amazing. So we've been in our backyard and just playing in the sprinklers and stuff like that. But I was really hoping to get back to Lumen Field this week just because of, you know, family life, not really making it work. And COVID said, no, you're going to miss pretty much every single game of this incredible, weird scheduling like I, I don't think we've ever had this many games in a row before at home. Do you? No, <laughs> I don't. I don't think we five in a row, man. Maybe once or twice before, but it's rare. And I've like haven't been to a game since mid-May, and it's kind of it's been a me month, out. more than yeah. a month. Yeah, you know, an, another thing that we have to be sure to mention is since you were out, we had a guest host for an episode, then we had a quirk where it only recorded one of our voices, and so. uh Shout out to Jackson Feltz. That episode is gone. It's never going to be up. It was a great episode. Jackson killed it. Oh, man, <laughs> uh, yeah. Maybe we should take my audio and take like a portion of it and put it out in the world and see if they can have uh, our listeners record like funny little quips in the middle. <laughs> a Mad Lib? Together. A scuttlebutt yeah. Mad Lib. Oh, yeah. my God. Oh, that would be kind of funny if we get like a transcript so we could just put like verb, noun, phrase <laughs> historical moment in sounders history <laughs> uh yeah, yeah they fill it in that'd be funny no that does that does suck i was excited to hear that one and then you sent me the file and i'm like that's just you cameron <laughs> yeah that was so weird it's i i mean uh, yeah who knows what happened i definitely didn't change any settings because i don't even know how to use squadcast but uh, it, it, it's i do it the old-fashioned way through zoom usually but it's okay uh, because we have you back now, and we've missed you, bud. You haven't not being here, not being at the games. Um, yeah, am I even a Sounder fan anymore? Yeah, yeah, good question. Um, yeah, you watch on TV. Not all Sounders fans have the privilege to go in person. That but is true. Before we get started, uh, mm-hmm. we we got to crack some beverages. Now you have having COVID. It seems like you're probably not drinking any alcohol right now, right? You know, I I have to. It was hard not to have a beer for the actual game. And I did, I did a search on the interwebs and, um, as one does, you know, when they're questioning something, uh, just Google it. And basically, uh, if you feel fine, don't get drunk, but it's obviously not recommended. So I was like, oh, okay, I'll have a beer then. (laughs) So I had a beer, uh, but basically avoided a buzz. Um, but no, right now I am having myself uh, a different type of beer. It's a beer of root. Oh, um, yeah. Yes, root beer. Virgil's root beer. Man, Virgil's makes some good stuff, let me tell you. They they have a zero sugar orange cream soda or orange soda that is just amazing. It tastes just like the real thing. I'm trying to see where is this made. Well, while you're looking at that, I have... Yeah, what are you drinking? Uh, from... Uh, LaCroix Beverages Inc. LaCroix. <laughs> in 
somewhere in California. Is that say Hayward? I didn't know they were from Hayward, California. Uh, you know, I used to when it, when I thought it was called La Croix, like French La Croix. La Croix. I thought it was going to be good, but we'll uh, pour it in here. I'm drinking uh, tangerine flavor. I usually like the citrus. It sounds ones. like a Pepsi commercial. Yep. So going with the water. Long day today. Sunburnt. Uh, it's probably hard to tell over the screen, but my forearms are bright red. So yeah, it was a uh, it was a fun game today. Uh, we missed yeah, you there. It was. But uh, it was funny because uh, I was burning up, and then by the time the game started, uh, we were undercover in my section because the sun had gone above the, the top of the stadium. So we were in the mm-hmm. shade the whole game until afterwards, but I still got burnt because that's how hot it was out there. And it's you're a Seattleite. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm a Seattleite, and uh, I'm very Irish. So. <laughs> you're a Seattleite-skinned man. All right, I'm going to open mine. Oh, and apologies for any sniffles in your headphones, everybody. Um, I have COVID, so. Oh, that is so weak, Virgil. Come on. All right, well, toss my keys, take a sip of this handcrafted root beer. And let's kick it off. Uh, what's the scuttlebutt, man? Oh, you know, I I feel like we have a lot of stuff we could talk about just because um, you've been gone for a while, man. But, you know. Besides you coming over from COVID, recovering from COVID, and kicking uh, COVID's ass is how I yeah, like to put it. Yeah, uh, the Mariners going from good to awful to good again. Uh, I don't know what's going on there. Uh, we had another Verstappen win in F one. Gross. Uh, but at least uh, we saw uh-huh. Lewis Hamilton show up on a podium for the first time this year, which was, yeah, that was felt, pretty that fun. F- that felt good. Yeah. So I don't know, man. It's I feel like. Uh, there's some craziness in the world, though, because we saw as uh, Ro- usual, but it got yeah. more, got more crazy. Yeah, we saw Roe v. Wade get overturned. Uh, you know, we expected this; it wasn't surprised. And uh, this is not a political podcast, obviously. And shout out to uh, our one conservative listener who always challenges us on stuff, but still listens. So uh, we don't agree with you, but yeah, you're allowed to have your opinion. Yeah, uh, but I think the reason why this is important uh, is because the Sounders made a statement on it, mm-hmm. um, which I think you've seen the Sounders ever since Maya Mendoza Ekstrom started taking over the messaging, who's the, the chief operating officer now. She was general counsel. And They've been can really I pause you for point. real quick? Because yeah. um, um, she is very important to the club, obviously, just by her role, but also she her her family history, right? Yeah. So yeah. I don't know if you want to do a quick like 10 seconds on her family history and like how we got soccer in this city or <laughs> Yeah, MLS team and who her dad was. Yeah, her dad is Fred Mendoza, who was just so crucial um, in rallying the soccer community behind uh, Lumen Field, uh, then Seahawks Stadium, uh, to be built in the first place. And part of the deal with getting the new stadium was that we would get an MLS team and then hopefully eventually host a World Cup. Uh, She was, I think, Maya and I are the same age. I think we were both like seven ish when that happened uh and then uh here we are you know 20 plus years later uh not only do we have the sounders and we're Concacaf uh champions kings of Concacaf. yeah we also oh that's good yeah where's the kings of we have kings of cascadia scarves where's the kings of Concacaf scarves come on come on sounders uh, kings of leon right so kings of kings of Concacaf. our soccer's on fire <laughs> I didn't even know that was a Kings of Leon song. Leon? 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 How do you say Le- that? Leon. Yeah. Leon. <laughs> uh, yeah. I. Uh, so my. So Fred, huge, huge person in the soccer community, and we would not have the Sounders or the coming World Cup, which we talked a lot about last episode, the World Cup mm-hmm. we were hoping was going to come, and it did. We got yep. named. Uh, and what was fascinating to me was uh, we. I think we talked about possible cities. The rumblings I had heard was people in Baltimore told they were, were told they were getting it, but and so that meant Boston was out. Yet they didn't get it, and Boston was in. So I want to know how much money Robert Kraft paid to pay off someone to get that game in Boston, Interesting. because Baltimore was in and now they're out. So, so yeah, um, we'll get to that too. But that's I didn't know that. That's crazy. Yeah. So, uh, but Maya is awesome. She has done some uh, an amazing job with making the Sounders 
walk the walk in terms of the the human rights efforts that the team is making uh, that really started the summer of Black Lives Matter protests and has kept the team going through all that. You know, last game was the Juneteenth game. And after the match, the Sounders paid for 50 meals for two different food trucks that were uh, black owned and then a popsicle stand that was black owned. And so if you got up, you get it for free because the Sounders are paying for it. But then that guaranteed money for the food truck. So it was really cool uh, that go out and have a celebration after that match. And uh, that's all Maya. I mean, there's other people on the team, sure. But Maya is the one who's kind of the leader of that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, it's 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 pretty cool where that we can have a soccer team that backs up the the things that they talk about uh, with the fact that they'll make statements where. You know, you're never going to see a, a team like, uh, I don't know, FC Dallas do that kind of stuff because their fans have to fight just to have a pride night. Right. So, oh, and I do, I do want to mention, I found this out today on Twitter from, from an SKC fan. The reason tonight they did not have uh, the pride numbers and we did was they already had their pride game. So their pride game, that's when they wore their numbers and the league only allows you to wear the numbers once. So they did not have the pride numbers today while the Sounders did. So it wasn't SKC saying we uh, refused to wear the numbers or anything. It was that they've had their pride game at home already. Maybe that's a conversation for another time, but the league only allows you to wear it once. What kind of, yeah, I guess Don Garber comes from the NFL. So yeah. Yeah. And the NFL, I mean, you can only do the shoot. You can only do the, what were those, the cool cleat thing that they do. Yeah. I can only do one it once game because, and, and you have the to game. wait three years to get a throwback made because you have to request it three years in advance, which actually I understand to a degree because of involvement with making Sounders jerseys where we've already know the next two jerseys pretty much, but still uh, here's the statement from the Sounders on uh, that they made after the, the Roe v. Uh, it wasn't the Roe v. Wade ruling, but that's what we're going to call it. Cause I don't even remember the name of the case. Cause I just was like, uh, yeah. But uh, so they put out, it says reproductive rights or human rights is what they said in the post. And then it says regarding this morning's ruling by United States Supreme Court, we believe in the rights to autonomy over our bodies and the right to choose. Reproductive rights are human rights. We know that many of you are hurt and angry and frustrated. Our club is committed to fighting for inclusion, tolerance and justice in our community. So, um, I, you know, it's not a statement that is super bold where they're like outright saying what they mean, but they're saying what they mean, if that makes sense. Yeah. There's not, it's not vague. No, uh, it's, it's not, not vague at all. It's not powerful either, but it's, it's not, it's not wrong in my personal opinion. I, uh, I agree with that. Um, there's, I guess, and we, again, we're not a political podcast. We're not going to go too far into it, but there, there's something to be said of, of, saying something and doing something yeah you know and and when it goes back to even just a few weeks ago wear orange after uvalde yeah um i don't and maybe i'm ignorant because i mean honestly i've just been in my covid cabin for a week not doing anything but watching f1 documentaries (laughs) um because the news has been pissing me off and i gotta take care of my daughter while i have covid because she got covid too um not (laughs) um but I don't know what they've done since wear orange to do something behind what their statement says. And I don't know what they're going to do after this statement. Now you, you mentioned Maya Mendoza and Juneteenth and that we at least have shown precedence for doing something as well. Um, this is, this is a very slippery slope that the country's going down um, Supreme court wise. And it, it's going to, it's going to take a lot more than statements and, and talk from everyone, from myself included, to the heads of big corporations, organizations, and teams to do something. So that's my personal opinion. And it and it's my club that I'm still proud of. And I am happy that they are uh, at least on this side of things and saying something for sure. Yeah, and I, I haven't read the new decision, so I don't know how much it changed from the leaked draft. But the leaked version, uh, the the legal reasoning is very suspect. You know, it overturned many years of um, jurisprudence. What's interesting 
is marriage is considered part of the right to privacy. So if you're eliminating the right to privacy, does that mean you're eliminating a right to marriage from the Constitution? They're, of course, going to say no, but that's where marriage comes from as a right in this country, from the right to privacy, same as, uh, you know, all sorts of other things. So, uh, and we saw uh, Clarence Thomas in his, uh, not dissent, but um, concurring opinion. Concurring. I had to search my brain for the word there. I should know this as someone who teaches constitutional law, but it's summer. So <laughs> you're uh, on break. You get a yeah. pass. But, uh, you know, he was calling for overturning all the few other rights that came after that under right to privacy, which included same sex marriage and stuff like that. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's it's going to be uh, for me. It's just like I don't care what your religious views are, any of that kind of stuff like they should not be governing the laws of this country. Like that's your personal belief and that's cool. Do it. But uh, you shouldn't be able to put your beliefs on someone else is what it comes down to. Yeah, uh, I agree in, in terms of that kind of stuff. So, uh, you know, I have, I have very, I grew up Catholic and went to many, many years of Catholic school. But um, so I have some very religious family members and uh, yeah, we just don't talk about that kind of stuff. So uh, I do know that there's uh the FDA has approved a drug that you can self-administer to have an abortion. Uh, and uh, many people in Seattle will welcome you if you can make it here and help you administer that kind of stuff. So uh, if you're listening from another state, uh, I'm sure there's people around that will help you. And uh, SeaTac Airport said, come on over. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah so. they can, the, port, the port wants the money. So. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and here's the thing is another class I teach law in society. And like I had a friend that was like, they just don't care about precedent. They're overturning it, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, but if you think about it, and actually I think John Cornyn made this point, but he made it very poorly was like, Responding to Obama, who said, why are you overturning all this precedent? Uh, he said, well, Ro- or, uh, Brown v. Board of Education and Plessy v. Ferguson also overturned precedent. And it's like, yeah, those are important civil rights case. It's weird that you would make them going backwards. But to me, what it ends up being is every single justice has their own uh, biases. They have their own background, and that's what they bring to the court. The court has never been uh, non-biased. It's never been not political in the sense that I think everything's political. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you can put people on there and they're going to bring their personal background. Now let's say Neil Gorsuch, who is a Republican appointee who actually voted to overturn Roe v. Wade. But when it comes to Indian law, especially around treaties is very, very uh, liberal. And it's because he came from, uh, I believe it was Montana or Idaho or somewhere like that. He was in the, um, in their circuit courts, and uh, he had to deal with those kind of laws, and his law clerk was Native American, and because of that, he's familiar with it, so he votes with the liberals on those laws. So it's all about life experience and your background and how you vote. Scalia was a conservative Catholic, and that drove his beliefs. So, um, yeah, they, they say it's based in originalism and textualism and all that kind of stuff, but it's not. It's all just based on what you believe and so that's where I'm at with it. All laws are infor- written, enforced, and um, judged by people who all have backgrounds. And as much as you can – like if I were a judge, I feel like I could remove myself from that to a degree. Uh, that's why uh, – and I, I do think some parties can't because you see – it's weird. The, the activist judges are usually on the right, not the left. Uh, not always the case, but um, we just – Judges rule based on their beliefs, and so this when you have a court makeup that's like this, it's what's going to happen, uh, yeah. and we're and we're going to see, uh, for better or worse, uh, I think worse, but um, and I don't know how you argue otherwise, but if you disagree with my political opinions, uh, I think we're going to see a lot change in the next uh, year or two as they continue to dismantle human rights and and stuff like that. But I also think uh, the backlash may change the country forever. Um, and starting with, uh, I think the Democrats just went from losing the midterms to now they might win. Um, so just because of the backlash. So yeah, we don't need to go too much more into it, but there's going to be real world consequences of this, uh, position, uh, or this decision. So, and and I mean, uh, and that's not even counting the real world consequences of the fact that abortions are going to happen no matter what. It's just when they're unsafe, people die. Yeah. And Yeah. I could go further, but we will not because, you know, 
like you said, it wasn't very surprising that that happened. We've known it's pretty much going to happen. Um, another thing that isn't surprising that we knew was going to probably happen, and we spent a good 15 minutes talking about last episode, was World Cup 2026 in the 206. Yeah. And yeah. that's official. Official since we last recorded. Since we last yep. recorded, not since you recorded by yourself pretending to be <laughs> with Jackson. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we got it, man. Um, hoorah. You were there. Yes. You were there at the at the pier. Yeah, I went out to the party and, um, you know, hung out and had a chance to talk to all sorts of people from the Sounders and um, hang out. And Jackson and I hung out and as he was interviewing Brian Schmetzer and, and people like that. And uh, it was just really cool. You had, you saw all sorts of people from the committee come out uh, from the World Cup committee, from the uh, politicians to, you know, the supporters and stuff like that. So. Uh, even I got to meet the owner of Ballard FC, which was really cool. Yeah, cool. Uh, and I got I got a super cool uh, 2026 or 2026, yeah, Seattle 2026 scarf that they gave out to to the first uh, the VIP attendees, which Ooh. was everyone pretty much everyone who didn't just walk up was a VIP attendee. <laughs> and there, there was free food trucks there for mm. for free food that the Sounders had paid for, which was really cool. Um, so, uh, and it was similar uh, where it was all uh, trucks owned by people of color. So Sounders, again, trying to support uh, different communities. And um, Maya made a really awesome speech that talked about being, uh, you know, what it meant to her and to see her dad's dream come true and then to be involved with it and uh, stuff like that. So it's it was um, cool super emotional, super fun event. Uh, it ended up being super sunny. It was supposed to be like 60 degrees and cloudy and it ended up being like beautiful. 70 and beautiful out. Yeah. yeah. You sent some pictures. I posted one of the ones you sent me and, and it nice. looked like, it looked like Adrian was dropping bars on the crowd yeah. <laughs> as he would. Yeah. Right. And it was hosted by Keith Costigan, which was super fun because he doesn't host. Usually it's like Brad Evans and stuff like that. Yeah. That's so cool. having the Sounders announcer be up there, the, the voice, of the the local broadcast. Oh, that's the other news we should talk about. Ooh. Is the Apple TV deal? Did you? Oh your yeah, code? yeah. We haven't talked. I about did that. see that. Um, yeah. So I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. So ten year deal where all MLS games will be on Apple TV. No blackouts. No blackouts. You get every but, single one. Yeah, but they took away. Uh, local broadcasting rights from all the teams. So there's no longer a TV broadcast for the Sounders. It is state TV. Yeah. This so is what it this is all... going to be. It's MLS state TV. <laughs> yeah. So it'll be, they'll have their own broadcasters. Oh, uh, does that mean, will... wait, does that mean Keller and Keith and. They'll be on the Zach? radio still. So they'll still have radio and they will, and in the app, you supposedly, uh, they said you're going to be able to pull up the radio uh, oh, and okay. not and not sync it with the game. What? But if you just wanted to listen, yeah. Well, I I think What's there's the media rights point? there. Uh, you know, if you just wanted to bring up and listen to our broadcast instead of well, no, I get that's theirs. the point. I would want to do that, but you're you, yeah. And you said it before I squealed, but uh, you you said that there would be uh, conflict. What'd you say? Yeah, media, rights? media rights issues. But then probably. why provide the link to? There, yeah, I don't, I don't. Like, I'm sure, you know. I'm sure the radio people will be like, "Go ahead, yeah, use it, sync it, please, yeah. please sync it." We, yeah, I, would I think it's probably rather... the other way. <laughs> well, MLS doesn't want it. <laughs> so, but you think they're gonna they're gonna choose? I mean, we're just guessing, but you think they choose local commentators? They can't. They can't just be people we don't know of. Like, yeah, I, I would hope so. I mean, they they have the national people, but I don't know what they're gonna do. We we don't we really don't know. We know it's a ten year deal, ten years worth worth a a, a ton, like way what two hundred and fifty million, I think it was. Uh, yeah. Which the it old was deal Deshaun was Deshaun Watson worth... money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, not any, he's losing most of that money, settling lawsuits. But uh, yeah, it, it's interesting. The one thing I'll say about it uh, is the for the first year at least. Uh, we know that all season ticket holders are going to get it for free, so you'll be able to have it. Um, so we, let, and let's say the baseline. So I have Apple TV right now, right? But I would have to pay a special subscription. A special yeah. subscription for this, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. But then you get every game in almost uh, anywhere that they have Apple TV in the world. 
So if you're traveling, which is cool. or you, yeah, or you live in another country, mm-hmm. uh, you can get it in that country. Uh, you know, so it's not going to be in North Korea or uh, you know, so <laughs> who it. knows about China. But um, I do have to say when I was and there's a, a lot of sounders that travel all over um, and live all over. Right. But when I was we were on our honeymoon in um, uh, Italy and I was having the damnedest time trying to Jimmy rig VPN you know, yeah. tinfoil hat, my not tinfoil hat, but put like an antenna on my head type thing. And I, I couldn't, I, th- I think I got 30 minutes of one game before like the stream pirated stream went out. So that would have been amazing then, yeah. obviously. So there are definitely some pros and cons. That's why I'm like, I don't know how I feel about this. The other, the other thing is it's going to normalize the schedule. So every game will be on a Wednesday or a Saturday. Oh. Uh, and I believe they're even going to have set start time. So it'll be like, Every game will be Wednesday at 7.30 and Saturday at 7 or something like that. I do like that because I love the decision day, right? And I also love that Mm -hmm. for us. (laughs) This starts next year, right? Yeah, yeah. It starts in 2023. Because for us to have our own schedules, at least we know. Like, we can see the schedule now, but like this last month where we had, you know, three games in eight days and a week off and then a game on a Saturday, then a Tuesday, and then, you know, like, we just want to yeah. regularly record and not be yeah. like, should we should we record tonight? No, I can't tonight. Well, we can't tomorrow. There's a game on Tuesday. So that's going to be nice. Yeah, and it keep, it, I mean, and we'll see it keep happening this season where, like, we had the game today, there's a game on Wednesday, there's a, uh, and then I think it goes back to this, uh, on the road, either Saturday or Sunday, and then we're home, but then there's a game in the midweek that's on a Tuesday at home. So it's just like, all these random games, and I don't know if that was because they were rescheduled from Concacaf or what. I know that's why the Vancouver game. I think was the Vancouver was, was the only one. I th- yeah, but I could be so, wrong. Um, yeah, uh, we have Montreal on Wednesday, right? Yeah, that's our last home game of the stretch. Which I, 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 I I'm on the fence about going to. I really, really want to. Um, I definitely need to be negative. Um, but now my wife has COVID too, so yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of tough. But then, then we play. Then it's. At Toronto. At Toronto. And then we have Portland, uh, July 9th, Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's jam-packed again. Yeah. Oh, that July 9th one, that's going to be that's gonna be fun. Yeah, that's one game that I, uh, I'm coming for the banner raising and then I'm leaving because I have to go to a wedding. So Who uh, would dare do that? I mean, I had, I had concert tickets for that night too, uh, our comedy tickets, and... Uh, I'm super bummed that because I wasn't told the date until like a month ago. So uh, they invited you to like, their wedding a month before it. Well, it's it's uh, the founder of my film company, so I think they he probably just assumed I knew the date and knew when it was happening, uh, uh, and I didn't because no one told me. Oh, okay, <laughs> all right. So yay! Uh, I, I I will come for the banner raising and then leave to go to a wedding. Oh, crump, crummy. We'll at least I'll see you before the match. We get yeah, back. We can yeah, get back sure. to beers and pints. Yeah, yeah. Flat stick, baby. Flat stick. Well, I think that's enough scuttlebutt. Should we talk about that? What? It was. It, it's not a drubbing, but the scoreline makes it look like it was right. Three nothing against mm-hmm. SKC. They we haven't. I think it was like. Three, last three times they've been was it last three times I don't know the exact stat but the last at least the last few um, they've beaten us here we have not beaten them in our own home and I do not like that team not from like even a rivalry standpoint right it's just like a I don't like you just stay away Vermees the way you act I don't like Vermees your face yeah <laughs> like I like Vermees I like Ramzusi I like Ramzusi he's old now. Yeah, but I like him. Um, I, I will say I had great joy at the fact that their goalie was booed every single time he touched the ball for body slamming Christian. I was gonna, I was gonna say last time we saw them was when Melia uh, did that to Rodon the body slam that resulted into like nothing, right? Yeah. Did he even get a card? Um, no. No, it was no. absolutely nothing. So uh, he did get a red card after the fact. I take that back, but that doesn't help us yeah. because we still didn't win that game, yeah. and then. Uh, you know, they, they, but it did cost them their run for first place. 
ultimately because their keeper was out and then they faltered. Um, and, but and I think they might have won the next game. They did. A, they did like a wrestling celebration to mock us. Well, jokes on them now because we just won, and Will Bruin got to start, so he was starting up top instead of Freddie Montero. I don't know mm-hmm. uh, anything about that. Also, some news that broke that uh, why Kellen Rowe was playing defensive mid with Rusnak. Rusnak, John Champion, Taylor Twelman, Jeebus. They kept saying Roos. Um, again, every single time, national TV people are batting zero 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 on pronouncing his name correctly. But um, Obed Vargas frac- uh, had a stress fracture in his spine. Yeah, in his lower back. Yeah, Brian announced that at practice. Uh, Jackson nuts. and I on Jackson and I on the Never to Be Heard episode talked at length about this uh, because uh, Brian, when he announced it, was very grim. So this is a long injury where he's basically going to be out indefinitely. Do you think like so, like body cast type fracture? Um, I mean, no, I mean you, you just have to sensitive little oh, it's a spine. Yeah, <laughs> you just got to stop and let it heal. Really, Jesus man, uh, poor kid. I did hear some fun news though that he went back because his dad is a coach of a the uh, uh, Russian Alaskan team or whatever it's called up in Alaska. The and Russian. He, was on, he went. Yeah, he was good there. You know, they they're they can see uh, Alaska. I mean, they can see Russia through their windows. So uh, I can see Canada. I'm not Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> but no, his dad his dad's the coach, and uh, he went up. He went home with his injury, and he was at their game. And uh, this is what I was told today by a trusted source uh, that Obed was arguing with the ref from the sideline, just as a as you know someone standing on their sideline as a fan, but on the sideline yeah. because his dad was the coach and got a red card. And kicked out. <laughs> how many how many players are getting red cards when they're injured and they're not even there? Um, yeah, so o- Obed's getting cards even when he's not playing, which is fun. He's li- he a little league dad that game. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, so so Obed is uh, going to be out for a while. Oh, I mean, terrible. we we have so many injuries between Obed, uh, Ariaga, you know, Ariaga is Rudy out. Is. Rui Diaz is out. Uh, he, I, I, you know, he's he's. They're all going through training and stuff. So and obviously JP hope, that we've known that. Obviously. Yeah, hopefully we'll see Rui Diaz back sooner rather than later. You know, uh, as long as he doesn't tweak anything. Uh, Ariaga's got another match or two, I think. Uh, hamstrings, you never know. And Obed, I mean, if it heals well, we could see him soon. If it takes a while, we might have to wait till the end of the season you know i i don't know who knows no one knows i mean well what he's got going for him is he's is he 17 now i think i don't know he might still be 16 either way like makes no difference uh your body that's heals the best at, when you're when you're that age um but yeah long term i'm hoping it's nothing i mean he's still he's literally growing and that's pr- <laughs> it's your freaking spine man so i hope it's nothing that that's structural it's just you know happens to be the spine but nothing if he's are getting red cards and arguing in in alaska i'm 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 sure it's not the long-term effect but you never know that's that's scary so that's terrible for him um but i mean it kind of makes sense though right like he is smaller and 20 to 60 pounds lighter than almost anyone on the pitch so if you're getting soccer players are tiny there's right, but he's extra stuff. tiny. I don't. I so, wouldn't say that. I mean, Rui Diaz is smaller getting, than him. Right, but the but even tiny soccer players are built of that, muscle, uh, like pure muscle, uh, and, yeah, adult muscle. And he still needs to build. He's he's a boy. Truth. So I think just constantly getting knocked over and running hard and um, that's fair. He's got a lot of minutes. He's got yeah, a lot of minutes. So. So I, I have no idea what the recovery time is. Um, I, I Apparently it is called, I don't know if it's spondylolysis or spondylolisthesis. I'm not a doctor, obviously. It sounds it sounds like uh, an exhibit at the aquarium. Like, oh, that's the spondylesis right there next yeah. to the octopi. Yeah, so the, the treatment is basically uh, they should not participate in sports for 12 weeks, even if the pain subsides. Bone tissue needs time to heal. Um, they also should be examined for nutritional deficiencies with blood tests. Low levels of calcium and vitamin D make bones and density difficult to grow. Um, and it can be a good idea to adjust your technique moving forward. So 
minimum of 12 weeks. All right. Well, there you have it. Uh, well, I thought playoffs. Yeah, I thought Kellen played uh, pretty well today. Actually, uh, the what do you what what's your overall thought on the game? You were there in person. I watched it on the TVs. Uh, like I said, Will Bruin is up top. So, yeah, I, you there. know, yeah, Will Bruin up top uh, had a beautiful header mm-hmm. uh, just eight minutes into the game, and then sort of seemed to disappear for a little while. Um. You know, Jordan Morris out on the left saying, it's interesting, right before Jordan scored, I said, man, Will Bruin and Jordan Morris are just struggling today. Like, they have just dropped off the face of this game. Even even when Jordan had the ball at his feet, he was making mistakes. He was there was he was wide open in front of the goal and passed it and, and lost or dribbled off the side, lost the ball. He had a poor pass on another one. Uh, you know, if we had not won 3 nothing, we would be looking at those chances and just be driven crazy. But immediately, like literally I was like, man, Will and Jordan are just struggling today. They're not up to their uh, standards. And then Jordan scored 10 seconds later. So he heard me and was like, Nope, shut up, dude. (laughs) Uh, But I, I mean, it was, it was frustrating to watch them out there. It was frustrating. uh, If we, if we hadn't scored that second, I mean, it was one, nothing at that point. And it felt like this could end up being just like LAFC. And then everything changed in the 71st minute. And we, we pretty much dominated from then on, which is crazy because we still lost the possession battle 51-49. But uh, we basically held the possession the last uh, 15 to 20 minutes of the game. It's 49.4 so means... to 50.6. So, mm, okay. I mean, okay. You're, you're an F1 you're an F1 fan. You got to talk about those decimal points. Yeah. That's important. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty wild. Uh, see that where our possession stats must have been so low. And part of that is because they're replacing the boards that was usually tell you the possession stats at the stadium. <laughs> true, so yeah. we can't see them live in the stadium. Yeah. So yeah, it's just like, all right. Uh, but uh, Rusnak again, showing why he is probably the MVP of the Sounders this year, all over the field um, in, you know, it was 81 out. Uh, my phone said the real field was 91 because of the humidity and stuff. And then if you're on that grass, it's going to be even hotter. Like I've been a photographer on the field right. down there for an RSL game one uh, summer, and you can see the heat waves just warping off the field. So yeah, <laughs> well, so I was watching right, and and yeah. John Champion and Taylor Twelman were the the commentators, and I mean I was noticing it too, but I being in a stadium. Being in that stadium when it's in the mid seventies, eighties, and the sun's beating down, the high, it's high noon. That was kickoff, right? Um, high noon when went wild west. Um, <laughs> but it is hotter than the temperature says it is, right? You said the real feel was more like ninety one, right? Mm-hmm. Right, it was eighty one. Felt yeah. like ninety one. Yep. But they were like, I'm, I wonder why they're being so slow. I mean, we were just in. Uh, w- when was the last? Where was the last U.S. game? And Granada was that KC? Yeah, was it in KC? They're like it was ninety ninety at nine o'clock at night and humid. It's like, well, yeah, but the sun's beating down. It's concrete stadium. It's field turf, not grass. The, the field, field turf, turf is the big one. Yeah, with yeah. rubber pellets, black rubber, and it's field turf. So they were they were pretty sluggish out there, and they were kind of saying, "What gives?" Like it's it's only seventy five, eighty degrees. Um, so I think that had a lot to do with. It. I think. The fact that we got that early goal before fatigue, early fatigue was really setting in, um, yeah. was crucial. But I also think that was part of the reason we got sluggish is we kind of we had it, we had the goal. Um, also, yes, Will Bruin did score. Uh, it was an easy header. It was a great header, but that's it's beautiful. That, back, that's, but yeah. you, you gotta you gotta get that, and he did. Um, it was a yeah. great cross from Christian Roldan. Um, and a great little sequence to lead up to it too, just to get through get through the mess there um, and get that pass on because that was it wasn't like a a, a deep cross right it, it was he got a pinpoint one right on his head so he got that and other than that he was struggling to connect like you were saying with Jordan he was struggling to connect and it's I think just lack of minutes um, mm-hmm. it's not lack lack of experience at all I mean he's been with the team for years now. With those two players, uh, and it started to show through. I think later on there was a cool back hill he did with Jordan on the sideline. That was really cool. Um, 
So I think there were great moments for sure. And then once that second goal, like you said, happened, then it was just one Casey gassed, couldn't figure out what to do. And then that, that burst of energy that we needed, who, who assisted that goal, by the way, uh, the, the, the second goal was new who, no, yeah. The second goal was new who was my boy, Leo Chu in the, in the stadium. They said new who. Well, with my eyeballs. It... Do you mean the Christian goal? The third one? Was that the third one? I think so. I, I blame COVID. Let me find out. <laughs> <laughs> um, Christian rolled on. Yeah, you're right. Damn it. But, but well, trust Leo, me, I know Leo because Nuhu, got it, he, got, he got one. Nuhu just missed an assist. Uh, or oh, a, yeah, you're a, right. A shot earlier, which I really wanted, like right before his assist. Because we were still, we were holding you to his Brad Evans. Um, uh, I know you're listening, Brad, <laughs> and we're going to hold you. I, I don't think you realized this was going to be a years-long uh, bet, but we're holding you to, you have to eat Nuhu shorts if he scores a goal. I, and a real goal, not a penalty. And we got to film it. We'd all love to see it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, you're right. But th- to, my, to my defense, they were five minutes apart. And, uh, but yeah. Chu had been on, I think it might've been and his you have first COVID. touch. Yeah. Yeah. And I have COVID. Um, I think it was his first touch too, but it was a third goal. Um, came in for Gruen. Uh, it was interesting because yeah, they put him up top, uh, essentially playing with two forwards, uh, Leo and, and, uh, Montero mm-hmm. up there. So it was, it was pretty, and, and then they brought in Madronda as uh center defensive mid. Yeah. Which they was brought Montero, Sissoko and Madronda all in at the 80th minute. Yeah, so I think it was basically like uh, sub out your stars because Roger Espinoza came on and he's going to injure them. So get him <laughs> out of there. We're up three nothing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He came in for whoever that is, Hernandez. Um. Well, yeah. So anyway, I'm. It was a weird game, as KC games usually go. Um. But I'm really, really glad. Obviously, it went into our favor. Uh, three nothing. Three nothing zero zero, shutout mm-hmm. for three nil for the three hundredth game for Stephen Fry. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, I saw him after the game because he walks to the ferry afterwards. So we were hanging out, and he walked right past us, and we were like, "Hey!" But uh, he talks about how sometimes he he can might be late because people want to talk uh-huh. to him. He's like, "I gotta go. I gotta work. Yeah, I gotta get. A, I'm gonna miss the. I'm gonna miss the ferry." Yeah. Oh, now I'm gonna so, stalk him. It's my old stomping don't, grounds. Don't, don't, uh, don't stalk him. Well, no, I have a reason to go to Bainbridge. That's my old stomping grounds. I just will yeah, happen so, to be on the ferry that he's on. I don't know if he lives in Bainbridge or Vashon or it's Bainbridge. I, Bainbridge. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because he's walking. You can't walk all the way over to Fauntleroy from the stadium. Not reasonably. <laughs> you definitely. I mean, you could take the water taxi across and walk across Alki, but that's yeah. not worth it. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah. but yeah, I mean, Steph, Steph had a great game. Uh, he didn't I, have to do I, much, though. State, yeah, and, and you know, they only had one shot on target. Mm-hmm. So we had eight. I don't even remember uh, what that was. Uh, I don't I don't recall at all. They hit the post once, honest. but it was offside. So, yeah, yeah they didn't. I mean, they didn't. I'm, I'm glad I don't have to remember. I don't know. Did they call the offsides on that? I don't even know if they did. On the post? Yeah, uh, they did. Did they? Okay. Uh, so yeah, it, it it was in the stadium. I never felt like the Sounders were going to lose. Like they, the, even though they didn't hold the possession as much, they kind of controlled the game in terms of tempo and stuff like that. Uh, what we were seeing though is just sloppy Jordan. Uh, I think poor decision making from Jordan Morris. Um, you know, he he did finally realize that he could just run past Zusi and cross it, and it took way too long to figure that out because Zusi is sixty eight years old and uh, playing right back now. And uh, Jordan, your young man, run at him. Yeah, I, I was but, I, uh, not specifically because it was Zusi, but and duh, now that you say it, but there was multiple times I'm like, he's tiptoeing towards the eighteen yard box. With Zuzi yeah. in front of him. And I'm like, why aren't you running? <laughs> Just run. Yeah. And now that you say it's and when, Graham Zuzi, he's like, you've trained with him in the national team camp, dude. Yeah. Like, you know exactly yeah. what you're up against here. So there, I was frustrated for a while there. And I, and that's why I was worried that, like, even though we were clearly the better team, that it was going to be like the LAFC game where we were also the better team. And yet 
gave up gave up a, a late goal off a new who knew who made a mistake went up to make a challenge uh that he shouldn't have yeah. then tried to flop uh and draw the foul which he didn't get and then that beautiful header in that game so i was a little worried but then we got the jordan goal uh when he heard me say that he yeah. was struggling and then he was like boom was like oh okay jordan thanks uh, yeah, if he's you're gonna shove it in my face, that's the way to do a it. A goal and an assist, and we're saying he had a rough game, which yeah. which is which both things are true, right? He had a great yeah. game, and, I mean, and, a, a, and, a, and and some rough moments. He he had like a one on one with the keeper at one point. Uh, we had it was like two defend. Yeah, we had a game. There was a point where it was two. We had two players running at the goalie with one no three players because Lodero was on the left with one defender and the goalie, and Jordan was in the middle and got the ball and then dribbled out of the way uh there was another time where he just couldn't he waited for it to drop to his foot and if he had chested it in it would have gone in the goal i think uh so there was just a few times in front of the goal where there was mad scrambles and it was just like oh come on so i it was frustrating and and you know the coach is going to give it to him on those mm-hmm. He's, they're going to hear you've got to finish those um you know what since we we you weren't here for the last episode that has is never going to be <laughs> yeah. come to light I want to know what you thought of Rusnak's goal in LAFC's game. Let's let's jump back where yeah, the, the the goalie for uh, LAFC passed it directly to Rusnak and he just rocketed it in. Yeah. Um, I, part of me was a little worried when when he one I was super obviously super excited uh, to see yeah. him steal that ball and be like, oh here here it is. But we've seen him biff a few what he would normally like have his gimmies, you know? Um, so there's a little bit of, of worry once he, once he stole that ball, but was that Crapo, right? Crapo. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, that's right. I said, is Crapo crappier? No, the, the week against Vancouver is Cropper crappier and Crapo. Was, and then we play yeah, Crapo the next yeah, week. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I, I remember seeing that and being, and, and saying, wow, that was a terrible decision by the, the keeper Crapo. But it, after looking at it, it didn't, it was more that lack of uh, reaction from his team, like that wasn't is entirely his fault. But Rusnak's read of it was on point to steal it, and then slot. Yeah, it was a banger. Um, did exactly what he needed to do. Curled it on the inside post there, right around him. And I'm just happy that he has. He just needs like a goal every like five games and an assist yeah. or two. I think. Not to just keep him happy, but to keep me happy <laughs> in a way. Because I want, <laughs> I want him to have those stats, but he's dominating on all the stats that don't make you popular outside of your right. club, right? Or the people and that now actually that Obed's watch out, soccer. Uh, he happened to be up that play. I don't think he's going to get a lot of goals moving forward because he's going to be the quarterback. He's going to be mm-hmm. the the number six back there pushing forward. So um, uh, I don't think we'll see him in that position. Uh, that all, as often as we used to when he would come off the wing or was playing in the place of Nico. Yeah. I mean, he'll find his spots. He'll find his spots. But yeah, I, I, as long as if it's every once in a while and he gets it, maybe give him a penalty. If mm. we're, if we're up, like maybe if we got a penalty in this game, you know, give him one. Yeah. Just, just for nah, funsy. I, I don't think uh, Nico's given up the penalty unless he has to. <laughs> That's fair. But I mean, I don't know. Sometimes I, I like I like even distribution. Keep me happy, but as long as as long as we're making batting. them, that's all I care about. Oh, yeah, Ladero's perfect from the spot, like sixteen or seventeen for seventeen, something like that, right now. So I think we talked think, about that I a think, couple episodes. Uh, ago. Yeah, he's missed like three in his entire career. Yeah. So now I get I, I I'm happy that Rusnak scored. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh yeah, so we didn't really get to talk about that game, but let's let's keep going on this game. Uh yeah, I I think that uh I was impressed the Sounders kept pressing and really then took the game away at the end. Uh it got super fun in there. It it could have been 4 or 5 nothing. So I actually uh, tweeted based, right when yeah. che, uh, Chu came on uh because I'm his homer. I said Chu's going to make this a 5-0 game. I know it, you know it. Mm. And literally hit send, looked up and there was the assist, right? So for to make yeah. it 3 nothing. And I was like, uh but there were opportunities not because of Chu, but just the team just took over after that second goal. Um yeah. everything that we were seeing prior to that, it was like another game. Right? Yeah. And 
the the fluidity that we were moving, the domination. They they just it was it was like partial Casey almost gave up, and and we took that further. Like we we took control of that, um, and just didn't give it back to him at all. So that was nice to see to just kind of end the game. Right, yeah. and not have a close like LAFC, or even like you were saying, we were the better team in both instances. Now LAFC is a much, much better team. Oh much my goodness, team. we should have talked about that in scuttlebutt. What? Oh my goodness, LAFC signing Gareth Bale. I was just so you got getting Bella to that, on one actually. side and Gareth Bale. I know that's what I'm saying. You, uh, I, yeah. I mean, th- I think they saw us coming and we're like, we got to do something. I have no. He's a TAM player though. He's not a DP. <laughs> So I have no idea how they must have made him a TAM for the first year. And there's a player option for 18 months after that where he can uh, come on. And so he has to be a DP. There's no way he's taking I'm that. I'm curious where Velo's contract is. Uh, they just signed him through the end of the year as well. No, I meant for op- longer, than, oh, longer than next year. Yeah, and then okay. an option after, I think, to, to the end of the next year. So they, they, they would have them both. Uh, my guess is I don't know where he is. They're going to move on from their other DP and make Bale a DP, but because uh, the other DP hasn't really shown up that way. When when I see him uh, play consistently, then I'll get worried. But I mean, he played seven games for Real Madrid this year, and he he's yeah, had he's had injury history since he, he has that injury Real, history. Real Madrid. His hamstrings are the size of whales, not the animal <laughs> whales where he's from. Whales, um, <laughs> both, I guess. Um, so I mean. He's a he's he's a thoroughbred for sure, but he he I, I've always liked him. I'm not I'm not trying to dog the guy. I've always liked him. No, I no. think he's really talented. Yeah. I think he's really just a cool dude, uh, as far as I know, because um, we're like that. But um, I, it's even with like I, I'm more afraid of Zlatan. And pff, what well. did that do? Right. I mean, he, he Ibrahimovic was is one of the greatest players of all time, even though people don't like him because of his attitude. Like I like I love dude, him because of his attitude, but I mean, but he was he's better than Gareth Bale, and that didn't that didn't do anything to us, right? So we no, won an but, MLS Cup. Uh, yeah, yeah, they can, that didn't uh, stop us. So I'm not this, concerned. This t- no, L.A. Galaxy is way more talented. I mean, L.A.F.C. is way more talented than an L.A. Galaxy team was. Like this lineup for uh, L.A.F.C. would wax. LA Galaxy from then, even with Slaton. That's fair. Uh, uh, and when you have Latif Blessing, who uh, you know maybe hasn't lived up to the hype that he wants to, but is getting better and better, and then you can take him off and put on Kellen Acosta. I mean, wow, that's they have so many. Kellen Acosta played every U.S. national team game in this run, so uh, it's uh, over Christian, of course. Chris, he's been playing in Christian's positions, yeah. so. Uh, it should be Christian in those games. I don't know why he likes him as much besides his service. But, uh, yeah, it's a uh, it, Gareth Bale scares me. You're right. He's got to prove it. And it depends. Is he coming over here viewing MLS as a retirement league? Or is he coming over here like it used to be? Or is he coming over here to actually play? And if he's coming over here to play, um, it's going to be scary. And, uh, you know, we have the most talented roster, I think, but we don't have a player of that caliber, oh, even in his sure. old age. Um, I think what, obviously that we have, what we have going for us is our cohesiveness, um, our locker room, our coach, everything else mm-hmm. other than big talisman star player, um, which is, it's nice to have a shiny toy. Um, we've had one and it was a beautiful marriage we had for a few years. Um We've still never had a. I mean, I love Dempsey. I love Oba. None of them are Gareth Bale. None of them were ever the best player in the world for a year. That I mean, he that, won the Balloon d'Or one year. Did you say balloon? But ba- ba- Ballon d'Or. <laughs> balloon. balloon. He won the balloon d'Or. <laughs> he won the balloon d'Or. I mean, those balloon d'Or people. I don't. You know what? I, I speak French and I don't care. The balloon d'Or. He won the balloon d'Or. <laughs> Parlez-vous Francais? Virgil's. Uh, Virgil's root beer. Yeah, he won the he won the balloon door. <laughs> so, By the way, Virgil's uh, is from Connecticut, so I don't know why I'm giving it that. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it's the name Virgil's getting you. Yeah, and the barrel on it. Yeah. But so yeah, I, I'm worried. I'm I think it's gonna be uh they're because we have to catch them, right? They're in that's first. True. 
Yeah. Uh, we are in sixth now, which is awesome because we are now tied we're, on points. We're in with, seventh. No, we're, we're ahead on uh, goal differential uh, after today's win over. Uh, I'm looking at live. I'm looking at the live ones right now. We're 23 points. To LA's 24. LA's in sixth place. Oh, because their game probably finished after ours. Okay. So we were in sixth at the end of our game. Yeah, I was looking at this. I'm looking at it right now, too. Let me double check. Refresh yeah. so I'm not cray-cray. Yeah, no, you're probably right. When, but we were we were sixth at the end of our game because I looked at it uh, with the, in, like, the 85th minute. So um, it's uh, tied on 23 points with uh, Nashville. Mm-hmm. Uh who won? So now yeah, they jumped they, up to fifth. Yeah. So here it is. So we, let we, me run through. It we got quick. jumped by. Uh, we got jumped by two teams since then. Yeah, I'll run. I'll run through right now. We're still above the line. We're in seventh. But LAFC at thirty points. They play tomorrow. Uh, Salt Lake twenty nine. Austin in third place with twenty eight. Dallas fourth place twenty six. Nashville twenty six. LA twenty four. Seattle twenty three. Uh, below us, Houston, Vancouver. Houston with twenty one. Vancouver twenty. And then really, who cares? I guess Colorado and Portland are playing right now, and they're. Yeah, what is no? It's three nothing Portland. What Ew. is going on to Colorado? Ew. Colorado was killing it. Uh, that will put Portland up to twenty two points and in uh, eighth place, right behind us. So I think these are uh, that game on July 9th will be huge. Uh, no, Portland's got nineteen. It's live stats. Right. So when they win, oh, it's, you're it's right. Live, live they stats. They had sixteen. They had sixteen. So uh, they, they jump up. They'll be in eleven. Are, are down right now to them. Kansas is uh, bottom of the points, bottom of the table points per game. So points per game. Uh, San Jose yep. is technically, technically at the bottom, but I, I don't, I don't, I think they should do the table on points per game, just like the Major League Baseball does it on percentage, not actual win loss record. Uh, they do it on win percentage. So I, I think they should do the same thing because um, if you haven't played, if you've played way more games, you know it may look like you're good. You're not. Like Sounders could easily be way higher in the standings with uh but if we all play the same amount of games right uh you know it's just you look at the standings from say last year and the sounders are never in the top two until like the final week of the season it felt like and uh they were the one or first or second place team the entire season on points per game yeah but i mean that stuff doesn't matter until the season's over anyway it's just stuff for us to scuttlebutt about sports writers yeah sports writers scuttlebutt about it uh, pissing me off. So <laughs> pissing me uh, off. Yeah. So I mean, I hate to see Portland win, but of course, uh, if it's going to keep Colorado down and not right next to us, that's a good thing. Yeah, those teams down there can keep beating each other, just back and forth. That'll keep them down there. It'd be better if they drew it. Yep, and we, but yeah, yeah, we got a good run coming this. up though, uh, because we play Montreal, Montreal, uh, coming up on Wednesday the 29th and uh, they are currently at second in the Eastern conference with 26 points. Yeah. They eight wins, but they have so, six losses. Yeah. So they're, they're an interesting team. Yeah. Somehow New York city. Oh, because they were in the CONCACAF run with us. Uh, they only have 14 matches played, which is interesting. And they're first in, in by far. So they're definitely uh, running away with it. And then uh, we play Toronto who was uh, way down the table, uh, but, you know, five wins, three ties. Yeah, they're a different team. Eight losses, so they're not the team they were. Uh, I think losing their coach really hurt. Uh, I hate to say this because I think he's one of the most overrated players in American history, but losing Josie Altador hurt. Um, and then... Uh, then Portland. I think after that, do we we Portland, and then we go to Nashville and Chicago. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's going to be an interesting run. We we hoped for a, uh, we had five home games. We played four. I think I was saying my hope was to come away with four wins and a loss because I thought LAFC was going to work us, and we proved that we were the better team, uh, even though we tied. So we could come away from this five game home four stand wins. with four wins and a draw, draw if we if we play well against Montreal. So uh, that would be ideal and amazing, and put us right back into the thick of it. Uh, you know, we should be able to go beat Toronto. We should be able to go beat Chicago, and then Nashville is so good that who knows? Yeah, I mean they're they're good and they have their on and off moments. So they just they, their defense is great. Uh, they're a good, they're a solid team. 
Um, I think mm-hmm. the Sounders with, uh, I'm not sure about with all these other games that are happening and just happened, but our, our record since CCL is, I think, best in the league. Um, yeah, I think so. Uh, I'm, f- f- six, six, six wins and a draw. Is that right? Didn't we lose Colorado? Oh, we, did we lose to them? Yeah. Okay. Five wins, a draw, and a loss. But I, I still think I th- still think that's the best in, in the league. Um, and that's what New York was pounding their chest on after we booted them out um, while we were still in it. That they were like, you know, five nothing, five nothing, or did they have like a seven nothing or something ridiculous? It's like, yeah, that's great, but um, it's long. That was after they got knocked out, though. They that's were what, terrible. That's what before. I mean. That's what I mean. They were pounding yeah. their chest, saying that like. Now that that's over with, you know, we're see we're the best team in the league, and it's like, well, that's because you don't have to do this anymore. And here we're done with it, and we got the crown. That's why we have the crown. We're we have the best record since, you know, since we lost to Dallas too. Oh, that's uh, true. Don't forget about that's that. That's true. So, yeah. But so yeah, but but still, still we're run. on a run. Still a great run. Our last. Yeah, and and you know, hopefully Montreal beatable, Toronto beatable, Portland beatable. Nashville is real good at home. We'll see Chicago beatable, Colorado beatable, and then we're at LAFC July 29th. Uh, and then we play at Dallas again. We play at Dallas twice, or was that a home? Oh, that was a home game against Dallas. So, and Dallas is real hit or miss too. Yeah. So, and then we play Atlanta with all their injuries at home, bringing back Pineda, oh, Ozzy. So it's going to be an interesting run. I'm actually going to be missing uh, the Atlanta game at home, the Galaxy game at home. And I don't know if I'll be back with the Portland game or not. I hope to. So um, I'm missing two August home games. The port the Portland game I'm, in August is in Portland. I'm looking. I'm trying to go down there. It's a Friday. Oh yeah, it's a Friday. Yep, yep. Um, well, if you're looking for tickets, tickets will be up in the Gorilla FC store within the next couple of days. Oh. Uh, they are for face value. So. Uh, definitely, uh, if you're looking to travel away, there's no bus or anything, but, uh, the Grill FC will have them up for sale. I'm sorry. Excuse me for a donation. You get a ticket. No. <laughs> 501c3 nonprofit talk. Okay. Uh, I'm probably definitely taking you up on that. So, uh, yeah, I'm trying to go down there. My buddy lives in Portland. And yeah, I used to, um, since my ex lived down there for the first three years of our relationship, I used to go to every game down there. Usually it's this weekend. They used to always play my birthday weekend in Portland, but they're not this year for some reason. So. Yeah, that's right, because it was a June 17th a couple of years ago. Uh, a few Five years ago was my bachelor party. So, yeah, around mm. June. Yeah, and that was like right before my – and then usually we played on my birthday a couple of times, June 27th. Uh, in fact, the game we were down 4 nothing at halftime was on my birthday, and that was uh, not fun. We ended, that was, we ended up losing 4-2, and that was uh, – Schmetzer basically taking over the team. We saw that come back, and then we rode all the way to the World Cup. The World, uh, the Cup. World Cup. I wish <laughs> the World Cup. Chicago man, media. it's been a, it's been a day, right? Yeah. Like uh, you're telling me, I, dude, I had to it's be, been a week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I slept through my alarm and had to call the Sounders and be like, "Please help me get the Gorilla FC banner in," uh, oh, because. Man. Uh, I I set all my alarms and they I slept through a bunch and the loud one uh, apparently I set for p.m. instead of a.m. even though I double checked it so uh, yeah it was a rough morning and then so uh, just stayed in the stadium I uh, got to have a really aw- awesome conversation with Taylor Graham talking about his time where he played for the Puerto Rican national team uh, which was really cool you have to tell that so, story next uh, time. Or have him on. Yeah. Or have him on. Yeah, we should just he'll, I would just have him on sometime. And, uh, you know, I think uh, it was a fun day down there. It was really hot. They gave out Pride sunglasses. ECS, shout out to ECS for their amazing TIFO, yeah. which was just a, a giant banner that went all the way across. So it, it wasn't, like, super fancy, but it said, from Stonewall to today, Pride requires a riot. Um, just awesome. Like... Uh, super proud that a supporter group for the Sounders is out here with messages like that, um, and uh, fun day around all around. Yeah. Uh, let's keep this going, man. Let's let's get this win in Montreal. I know nothing about Montreal. Yeah, we're gonna. <laughs> uh, other than they're in second place in the East. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's about it for me as well. So, um... 
we'll have to do some research so we can talk about <laughs> talk about what it's like after the game. Yeah, but maybe we'll do uh, yeah a, a couple of Wikipedia's. Um, uh, you know, I'm I am super excited that uh, they uh, uh, Diego, uh, a friend that we've made through uh, that Sounders family has made through the Zoom parties that I hosted for the Sounders all throughout COVID. Uh, is coming in from Uruguay and going to that game and the uh, the one against Portland. So oh. uh, it's 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 going to be a fun time. Montreal, you know who they have is Kyoto. Who I don't remember was he on um, Houston, but he used to torture us. So uh, yeah. Victor Wanyama, Ahmed Hamdi, yeah. uh, Romel Kyoto, Kai Kamara. Oh, Kai uh, still Kone. playing. Yeah. Uh, so they got they got some decent players up there, uh, which makes sense why they're so yeah. good. But it's at home. I expect us to win every game at home. Yeah, it is. It is a short rest, but um, we got, we were able to bench some guys, um, get a breather. So yeah. All right, man. What do you think? Should we uh, pull this into port? Yeah, I think so. Uh, and before James takes it away, uh, I'm Cameron Collins. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Legal Minded Punk. Where can they find you, Aaron? On Twitter at A A R O N L A N G L E Y. Yeah, yeah. So let's let's make this happen. More podiums for Lewis Hamilton and more Sounders wins. Boom, boom, boom. All right. Talk to you guys next time. You can follow the Sounders Scuttlebutt podcast on Twitter at SSFC Scuttlebutt. And for all inquiries, including questions for the gents or sponsorship opportunities, please email contact at scuttlebuttproductions.com. Be sure to subscribe to the show for new episodes following every Sounders FC match. And don't forget to share your feedback by rating and reviewing. And you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at BritVoxus. That's BritVoxUS. We'll see you at Lumen and go Sounders. Alexa, who's the best MLS team of all time? Seattle Sounders are both unequivocally and the best MLS team of all time.